This episode of Story Institute's Ramblin' Verser is brought to you by Timeless Tales. We bring you travel and fun, creating new stories in your life. Enhance your stories now. Hello there and welcome to Story Institute's Rambling Verser podcast episode 16. Thank you for joining us again and uh, this week we bring you a little bit different storyline than we have in the past. Uh, we're actually talking to an entire writing group. Uh, it's Humble Fiction Cafe. I uh, published a book a little while back called Split and uh, they're here with us this week to, to kind of share a little insight into their group and uh, what, what keeps them writing and together. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. This week's quote is brought to us by H.G. Wells. No passion in the world is equal to the passion to alter someone else's draft. And someone else's draft is what uh, the writing group for Humble Fiction Cafe uh, does, uh, but they seem to enjoy it. They work together to not only develop their craft, but to, uh, but to improve uh, the storylines within each. We've given Terry the week off, so it's going to be up to me to read the poem of the week as well. It's uh, from one of our uh, poetry contest entries uh, from last go-around. It's by Timothy Russell. It's called The Collapse of Summer. Trees on the steep hillside across the river will peak within the next few days, and if things follow precedent, shed their impossible colors soon after. The zinnias did not mean to let themselves get so shabby. The old gray groundhog waddles through the cosmos, fat and sleepy, the children renamed after purple flowers have fled the house. Our own bodies give in to gravity more each day, our bones slowly emerging. We really used to be something, didn't we? As we look to the imagery presented in the collapse of summer, we need to think about how we grow as writers and develop our craft each and every day. The discussion we have with Humble Fiction Cafe is, is one way in which we can develop each of our crafts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so if we can just go around the table, and if you can just say your names. All right, well, this is Gary. Um, I'm saying the first position. We're just going to go left. This is Kelly. I'm sitting next to Gary. <laughs> this is Justin. This is Victor. I'm Sue. This is Joy. And I'm Cheryl. That should do it. Can a couple of you tell, tell us why you decided to join this writing group? Basically, I've been looking. This is Joy. Basically, I've been looking for such a group for quite some time, and uh, didn't want to have to just start something on my own. I've I've had plenty of starting stuff and 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 ramrodding things, and I just don't particularly care for that anymore. And my mother uh, showed me something in the newspaper about Barnes and Noble sponsoring uh, a writers' group on second and fourth Tuesday. So I thought, well, I'll give it a try and. When I uh, arrived there, reasonably like-minded people, and um, thought, okay, this is this is going to fit at least part of the, the need that I have, and all uphill from there. Great, thank you, Joy. And this is Cheryl. I had uh, I had belonged to other writers groups prior to this, uh, one in Massachusetts, following a short story writing course I took, and. It went well for a while, but after a while, just people quit coming to the meeting, people quit writing, 
quit bringing things to critique, and they just kind of fizzled. And then there was one here in Texas, in Victoric, actually, and Sue, actually. But, <laughs> yes, they, we all three came from it and, and didn't know that we were going to be at, at the Barnes & Noble, but um, that one, too, that was at the library in Atascacita, and it kind of fizzled out after a while, too. So, but this, I don't know, I think the dynamics of this one and the communication and the learning environment and just... Well, I think some of it, too, the one thing that's different, this is Victor, one thing that's different about this one than the one that we were in before is that I think everybody here really wants to publish something. And the other one, I think it's more of just like, let's go and do something or have fun or it's yeah. a hobby. And, you know, when you have a little bit more of a serious angle to it, I think there's just that much more commitment that everybody's going to have. How long have we been doing this? I mean, it's been like two, three years? Two, mm -hmm. like two and a half years, I think. And, um, oh gosh, I was like 14 then. I had horrible hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember going with my dad, because we were both very um, interested in writing. Dad had uh, inspired me, because he had a few drafts he was working on, and we were all reading it. He'd done some research, took him, taken some pictures, and, and um, I wanted to follow him, because I liked what he did, and he liked what I wrote when I, in my spare time. I found myself uh, like like attracted to this group because I went to that first day, and like already so many people with such rich personalities, and I can I can already see like a, its own story kind of unfolding right there. And um, I guess it's really just the people that brought me back. I mean, I, I can't really speak now. I've kind of been like going off and doing other things sometimes, but I've come back today, and it just reminded me of how. How much I just enjoy being in a group. I, I think we can all understand that. And I mean, I, I keep writing, but I'm, since I'm still a high school student, it's not something I, I do all the time in my spare time. But I mean, I, I love the group, and I, I do love writing, and it, it just seems to be a perfect combination for me. Very good. Well, thank you. You mentioned that uh, you've been together. You all been together for about two and a half years. Has it been the same consistent group, or, or have you rotated members through it at, at some point? We've had very few, if any, members leave, but we have added, this is Kelly, we have added uh, a few members along the way. What we've ended up doing is kind of uh, branching off from the original Barnes & Noble sponsored meeting. We do still go to that meeting every other week, second and fourth uh, Tuesday. Tuesdays. Thank you. Uh, but now we also meet on the off weeks. So that Barnes & Noble meeting is open to everyone. It's, it's their writer circle. And we do sometimes have new people come to that, and sometimes they, they come for a little while, and sometimes they come for longer. But the, the off Tuesday nights are only for our sort of inner circle, and we only invite people to join that group once we've determined that they're a good fit. Um, so we're pretty protective of that group because we have such good chemistry, and, and we don't want to spoil that. But we have added new members as recently as, uh, let's see, Lynn came in maybe, what, six months ago? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's two yeah. years. About a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. But about a year ago. Um, and so there's not a lot of influx of new people, but that's okay. I think all of us pretty much agree that we wouldn't want the group to get much larger than it currently is. It would get pretty unwieldy. When we're all together, we have 12 people, and that's plenty, I think, for a writer's group to stay really 
useful and everybody to have time to comment on everybody else's work. We've had one member just recently moved away, Teresa Laws, and she still stays active through us, uh, with us through our Google group. And, and if we, yeah, you just your Google. Um, if we had Skype set up, I'm sure she would actually be part of the meetings currently if, if we had it all worked up and set up. We will. Yeah, eventually. We've got Skype working on her end, so we're yeah. going to get so it. So we're getting close to doing that. And she's over 200 miles away now. You know, the the interesting part is that it seems like not only have you you created an environment where you, you can you can write productively, but you've created a a small community where, where you don't want to leave even if you move out of the area. Right. Yeah. This is Sue. We've learned to trust one another um, and to be very honest with one another. We learned early on that the best policy was to be honest about our critiques on each other's work, um, and so we have all been very free with one another saying, you know, give it to me straight because we know that when we receive criticism from one another that it's meant only to make us better writers, and so um, it's a very inner supportive type group. and. Uh, some people will find that difficult. We have found, especially at Barnes and Nobles, that some people will ask for opinions, but they really don't want them. <laughs> they just want to know how wonderful their work is. Right. Yes. I think that what's uh, one of the most unusual things about this group, and I think all of us have been part of other types of groups, um, not necessarily writing, but other types of groups. I think there's an element of trust here that probably is hard to find in just any random group, and I certainly have never experienced it in other group settings like it is here. Well, one thing is like, you know, we have varying levels of success, and, I don't, and a lot of times you'll get people get jealous of other people's success, and I don't see any of that here ever. It's almost like when one person succeeds, we all, we all get, you know, we all vicariously <laughs> succeed through that. Yeah, and it's it's... It's almost like it's a success for all of us because we've all helped that person with the piece that is, you know, being accepted. Sue has had a, a story accepted and is going to be coming out in a Cup of Comfort book. And uh, that's really cool because I saw that story and, and critiqued that story through a couple of different drafts. And I know that she made some changes to that story based on my feedback. So it's like it's my story. <laughs> it's It's feels like my success, partially. Um, and that's a really neat feeling to know that we all share in each other's successes. And I have to add, this being Sue, that with everybody's help, when I sent the story in, the editor wrote back and said, here is my light editing. And it indeed was edited very slightly because it had all been so uh, beautifully edited before by my my friends and fellow writers here. Very good. You know, the, the, those elements of trust uh, go hand in hand with success, as you, as you pointed out. You know, if if you don't trust your agents or you don't trust the individuals reading the, the work, it, it kind of falls flat at, at some point. So that light editing is a pretty big complement to, to what you all do together. It might be trust. It could be codependency. Because <laughs> tend to stay around, but it could be, it's totally dysfunctional, we just don't know it. <laughs>
I guess in a way it's kind of like a story. There's only one character throughout the entire thing, and it kind of becomes dull. But if you, we have so many different personalities, so many characters, and into one, into one, going for one goal, it becomes so much more interesting, so much more vibrant. And it's um, something I've been doing on, online, you know, some uh, online story things where you, where you uh, leave a review, leave some edits, and you can see it right there in the, in the final edit. It's, it's, it's a very good feeling. So, do each of you play different roles uh, during the writing process, or or do you do you trade off at times? I think actually we probably do because I think a lot of us are have better strength at line editing. Like Kelly's strength is you know not just about content, but also just punctuation and grammar and style. And then other people may contribute with. Uh, Victor's really good at pointing out what's plausible and what's not. Um, and then other people kind of look for characterization issues or just, I think everybody contributes it. So I think we really do fall into those roles. And initially everybody was kind of shaking their heads, but I think we do yeah. kind of fall yeah. into those roles. I think different people do have different strengths. And, you know, Dorlana, who, who unfortunately is not here tonight, she can always tell you where you really should have started your story, which is frequently a couple of pages past where you actually did. <laughs> And she'll say, oh, well, you can get rid of those first 12 paragraphs. Your story really starts right here. And I'll be darned if she's not usually right. Um, so there, each of us does full critiquing. So we, we give all aspects of, of the story attention. But we do, I think we've all noticed that we get some specific areas, get more attention from different people because that's where their strengths lie. Very good. So when you when you're talking about uh, the the different roles um, that that y'all play, do you go in to to the conversation knowing that 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 one person's going to play that role, or is it is it always happen to work out pretty similarly? And you always listen for you, know, you should have started three pages back or or whatnot. No, and we we do um, a mix of in person critiques and written critiques. Um, but I don't think anybody is so focused on one area mm -hmm. yeah. that, that that's, you know, we know, like I said, with, like with Dorlana and Teresa will always find when you've used a word too close to using the Another, same word yeah. or five or six times in the <laughs> same story. Um, so there are just things that different people notice. Notice, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not the same people reviewing your stories every time. Different people, we, we most of our stuff is fiction, so um, it could cross the genre sometimes, so something may not appeal to Kelly this time that I write it, but Krista might like it, and, and she'll pick it up, and she'll look at the description of it. So we're not getting the same feedback consistently from the same people all the time, so there's usually a little bit, bit of a variety. Mm -hmm. And it's just on what people pick up. Uh, we're not sending it to anyone specifically, it just it's just kind of an organic process. Very good. So where do you where do you come up with ideas? Do each of you have have your own topics, or do you have a, a larger topic for the entire group? You didn't just ask that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, this this old cartoonist Gary Larson. Anyone remember yeah. Gary Larson? Oh, yeah. uh, this book where he he's explaining like really? he's trying to explain where he gets his ideas, and he's like people ask me that all the time. So. I always think about going up to my basement, dusting off an old book with 900,000 story ideas for weird comics and just putting it in a comic. But he says that his, Gary Larson's personal way to get ideas is just caffeine, late at night, staring at a piece of paper. That's what he does. I don't pretty know. Good, 
<laughs> so we've helped each other generate ideas. I mean, we did split. You know, I mean, we've challenged each other with different projects. Yeah. We've had group projects that do that. Right. Yeah, but I think in general, we're all working on our individual unrelated things. Right. That, mm. you know, anywhere from poetry to um, short stories to memoirs uh, to, to novels. So there's not really any consistency within the group as far as what we're working on. And it can be as oddly placed as someone throwing out a line in jest and somebody else grabs onto it and says, you know, that, that's exciting, I can do something. Yeah, I remember yeah. Teresa said something in a meeting, and I have no idea what the context was, but the words that came out were something about dance with the donkey. <laughs> I said, that is a story. And, and I ended up writing a story with that title. Uh, which is a strange little story about a strange little thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's something as weird as that that can spark an idea. I think generally we all come up with our, our own ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Generally think that we ask for ideas or take ideas from other people mm -hmm. necessarily. I mean, we all have our own niche, I guess, that we're kind of... Yeah, but we've had tr we've tried to have a, right. a group project going on at any time. Yeah. Uh, Split was our first one where we decided, hey, that'd be, let's 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 write a book. That'd be fun. And we all learned a lot out of that process. Just about the whole the whole arc of creation, editing, layout, pu self publishing, everything. Tearing uh, your hair out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of rewrites, uh, meeting deadlines. Meeting deadlines. It was. <laughs> <laughs> individually learned so much out of that, and then came up with a with a really good book that came in. I got a, was it in the Reader's Digest uh, competition? What did we uh, Writer's Digest. Writer's Digest uh, competition. Yeah, we we the self published awards. We we just got yeah. some really good marks. Very good marks. We, 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 we didn't win anything. We didn't win anything, but we got really good marks. We were really so up about really that. Good job. Yeah, and we've had other projects that have come up. Since then, right now, we're trying to actually have a, we started off with a six-month uh, novel writing challenge. It's probably going to turn more into a 12-month. Yeah. But, um, so there's always something going on, and that sparks individual little projects on the side that kind of come up uh, that don't really, maybe not pertain to the project, but during the brainstorming or during a writing session or a class that we've taught, something sparks out of that. Because mm -hmm. we do individually take turns teaching classes on different things. Now, we have had a couple of occasions where somebody came in and said, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I'm going to throw out some ideas or something, or if you guys can give me some ideas and help me move this along. And we just kind of start throwing out ideas, and they take what they want. And yeah, and that's very helpful when you get stuck somewhere to have the group to brainstorm with. Um, not even necessarily that you end up taking anyone else's idea that they suggested, but it just gets your own brain moving. And then sometimes you do get lucky and somebody makes the perfect suggestion that will make your story work. And that's just like, oh! Even titles. Or we've we've yeah. been stuck on the title and you'll throw it out there and someone will just come back and you'll hear that ring true and you know, oh, that's the title. So it's, it sounds like from this part of the conversation and even in the earlier part that you all have many other things that, that you're doing. What motivates you to write? What motivates you just to get together? I mean, there's seven of you there tonight, 12 in total, but you always come back to, to these groups to, to listen to each other's comments and, and to, to, to learn from it. What, what motivates you to, to write and then to come back to, to the sessions? Well, let me say, 
say in the beginning, this is joy. I'm probably the least productive <laughs> of the members here. Uh, I struggle with, uh, with time to write, with uh, incentive to write, um, and what brings me back is that this group of people uh, keeps me going as far as the hope that I will break through that difficulty, the, the things that I that are getting in the way that I will find a way to get through that and um, that that's what brings me back to this group and I believe that uh, when the time comes and I can break through and do what I need to do that it will be this group that's responsible for that. Yeah, I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like I'm a better writer. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and, you know, I, 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 that's a lot of. I don't think this is something that that uh, I could have learned near as much on my own, even with all the time in the world to sit with all the great books in the world. Right. I don't think I could have learned this much. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I feel like my writing has just improved exponentially in, in the two years that I've been working with the group. Not to mention the fact that I wasn't writing before the group. I mean, you know, I had the. You want proof that she is in a different place than where she started off? She's got a cool announcement. I was just accepted into the Odyssey Writing Workshop, uh, which, if you're not into speculative fiction, you may not be familiar with. But it's a, it's a fairly prestigious uh, workshop, a six-week-long workshop that they accept 16 people a year. Yeah, congratulations. And Thank you. Thank you. And I uh, would not have been anywhere close to getting into that two years ago. Not to mention the fact that you know two of the people here wrote me amazing recommendations. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm real excited about that, and it's due hugely to what I've learned and how I've advanced with this group. And that's a great motivation. Opportunities. These new opportunities seem to be opening up, and that's. When I first started, my, my big motivation was like, if I, I get a book published, just seeing it on a shelf would be would just be good, good enough for me. I mean, I don't care about the money. If it was just on a shelf, I see it on a shelf, that would be great. That's just my motivation. But yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, that's mainly what Cheryl said for me, this is Gary again, uh, that it's a challenge. It, every time we come and we're part of this, we get better. So I can go back and look at drafts I did two and a half years ago, and they just don't compare at all to what I've been doing. So mm -hmm. it's a constant challenge to produce something, to learn, and that definitely keeps me coming back. Because by myself, there's no way I could have thought that I could get close to publication. Now, here I am two years down the road, and we do have a publication. I've gotten awards for other short stories and other things that I'm doing, and I really believe that I've got a manuscript that I can get out there, and I couldn't have done it all without this group. So l let's talk about uh, a split a little bit more. Uh, you mentioned it a couple times, and I, I want to make sure that we talk about that. Was everybody involved in, in that project? Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody who was in the group at that time. Hold it up and show something. <laughs> <laughs> Can everybody see it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, our uh, website. I can, I can send you a PDF on it if you want. There was actually uh, people involved in that are not right, with yeah. us. Yeah, um, one of our members, uh, Linda, came in kind of kind of late as we were already kind of going through the process, 
And that's really how she endeared herself to the Humble Fiction Cafe, which is what this group is called, uh, by because she was doing editing. She edited stuff. Yeah, Linda did. Yeah, she, 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 but she was in the group. Wasn't she in the group? But she, she wasn't. Yeah, she, but she, she didn't want to be part of it. She didn't contribute to that. That's right. So since she contributed so much by doing edits and stuff for us, mm -hmm. we were very happy to kind of bring her into the, the fold of, of this, this group, though she's not part of the actual, uh, she's not listed as an author in the actual book. So what was that? What was that like assembling that book, though? It seems like you each had different parts to it. Several of us did a whole lot more work, and I say us. That's not me. That's, that's <laughs> Kelly and Victor. You know, they they did the lion's share of the the setup and the editing and, and cover. Uh, cover. Victor did a beautiful cover that we feel stands up very well to mm -hmm. to uh, a lot of what we're seeing out there not being nearly as good. This is Sue. I think one thing that's very unique about our book is that elements of each other's stories sometimes showed up in uh, later stories. Later stories. Um, I had a scarf that made the rounds of uh, one or two, and, and a Corvette, and what were some of the others? Some characters. Characters. Speaking of different stories. Right. So even though there were not very many similarities amongst the stories themselves, there were, were uh, elements of that kind of... Uh, crept into each other's stories. And that was sort of a fun thing, sort of an inside joke thing that, yeah. that ended up happening. It, it was a really neat project. And, you know, I, I think as Gary said, this is Kelly, as Gary said, the, the whole arc of doing it was just so educational. I mean, from, from going to coming up with the ideas, because every, I don't even know how we got started with this, but the idea of dichotomies. Um, that every story or pair of stories in the book represents two sides of a dichotomy. And so we, you know, had several stories where the writer would have one side of a dichotomy and be looking for somebody help you, know, somebody write something to go with this. And so somebody would volunteer and write something to go with it. Um, there was a lot of cooperation involved. It, the stories went through, through so many different critiques and versions and edits. And um, I come from a magazine publishing background, so I've, I've done a lot of print work, but always on the magazine side. And I think everybody really did an amazing job of keeping their cool through all of it. You know, nobody got their feelings hurt or their feathers ruffled about all the different critiques and all the different edits. and no, could you change this word, and well, this isn't working, and I told you to do the spacing this way, and blah, 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 blah. And to me, that's just really a testament to how cohesive this group is, um, that everyone was able to work together on a project that way. I mean, I've not seen that kind of cooperation, even in the business world, where people are getting paid to cooperate. Mm -hmm. You know, for a group of 12 people, make something like that work and nobody got mad and nobody got their feelings hurt and nobody stormed off in a huff was amazing. I've never seen a group of people, uh, such a diversity in people, come together like this with such a monumental lack of ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've even, Gary again, uh, talked to leaders of, of larger writers groups here in town and said, hey, have you guys ever, ever thought about writing a book? together on a project, and his single word of advice to me was don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. He really thought that it would just be impossible, that it would never get done, that there would be too many egos and personality clashes, and that it would just take forever and forever and ever. And we managed to do it in how much time? It was about uh, nine months. I think it was about March or so when we first came up. From conception to actually be being available. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. That was nine months. <laughs> yeah, our baby, our baby took nine we made, months. We made just about it whenever we actually pulled it out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> That that's pretty good. You know, not only did you did you work together to to, to write this piece, but you probably took the most conflict ridden style from a dichotomy perspective to, to to do it. So the fact that you're still together and have that much energy and passion about the the group says says quite a bit about the individual members. You notice that we've not done another one, so maybe <laughs> but yeah, it, we are all still here. So, so do you have any other future writing projects? I know you, you said that uh, you're working on a novel uh, writing project that, that may extend from six months to 12 months. You want to talk a little bit more about that? or? Yeah, the current project is called Six Moon Nano, or Six Month Novel Project, and we, our intent was to, to start in January. It's not a group project. It's everybody doing their own individual project. Right, yeah, and strictly to say that all of us who had written a NaNoWriMo manuscript or had a novel manuscript in the works would take that and now we're going to spend an intense six month period fleshing it out, trying to get it ready so that we would have a presentable manuscript to then at by, by July hand it to another member of the group for a critique and the eventual point being to, okay, I'm going to have something to send out query letters now for, something that I'm going to actually be able to try to publish. That was the actual ultimate goal. But in starting it up, we also decided that doing, during the project, we would have different members of the group present classes on characterization, um, description, uh, how to write endings, pacing. pacing. So we've had all these classes that we've done, dialogue, uh, to come along. And But that's what's actually kind of been discouraging, because as soon as someone would present this class, I would sit back individually myself and say, man, that's amazing. I need to incorporate that. Um, pacing was great with the uh, scene and sequel that Dorlana had presented. Mm -hmm. So I just felt I felt wholly inadequate to go back and now take this and, and, and move along. So I've kind of been waiting for the classes to be done, and then I, I thought I'd pick it up. So the classes won't be done until probably in June, so I can't rewrite my whole manuscript by that time. But that was the idea. So we said, okay, six months was probably too short. Uh, maybe we're going to extend it to 12 months now. But that's the idea of the concept. But we're going to have a party anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the midpoint party is still happening. Yeah. So the big thing about it is just keeping accountability among ourselves. Yeah. You know, checkpoints and stuff. Yeah. Right. I think that was the initial thing right. is right. To, okay, we need, you know, something to be accountable for. Well, as long as you're still doing something, then it's a success, even if it's 12 months yeah. or 6 months or. Right. We were going to have word count checkups or you know, people who are a certain number of short stories. Yeah, written. that didn't really happen. Yeah. We're trying, we're trying to apply some deadline mentality to because we realized that we work pretty good with deadlines with Split and with, uh, with, with uh, NaNoWriMo, that a lot of us were able to accomplish things we couldn't have done if we didn't have that deadline hanging over our head mm -hmm. and getting used to that. So that's kind of why we were trying to make it a six-month project with little points along the way to check up and see how each of us were doing. So I don't know that anyone's really going to have a manuscript ready <laughs> by July. I don't think I will either, but I'm a lot further along on what I had. 
than when I started. Mm -hmm. I'm a little further along. <laughs> Well, you know, any further along, it helps. So, uh, you mentioned you mentioned classes a couple of times, and and how how each of you takes uh, takes uh, takes a topic and talks about it. That, that that's pretty unique, I would think, to, to to your group. I've I've been a part of a couple of writing groups myself, and have gotten to sit through a couple. And the only time that they've actually had classes, if one individual was structuring the whole thing, how, how does that work for you? It, it sounds it sounds pretty successful so far. I think it's again. Letting it be kind of organic is, is really what has worked for us. Well, didn't we agree on, on some topics yeah, that we, we wanted to cover and schedule? Yeah, and yeah. people volunteered for particular topics yeah. and uh, that they felt comfortable with. And for me, it was just a matter of, um, you know, okay, I like dialogue. Dialogue's important to me, and I feel like that maybe I have some skill at that. I needed to enlarge on that. Mm -hmm. So I did some research, and, and it wasn't a real real complicated class. It wasn't like a, an hour presentation. It was, okay, here's some material. This is what I found unique in it. This is what I found helpful. And we might want to consider this and, and look at this possibility. After each class, it always sparks like a, the rest of the meeting is a discussion about mm -hmm. that. So we really, everybody can start asking questions and contribute you know, some more ideas to it. So it's like a whole you know night of just focusing on that one topic. Mm -hmm. And whoever's doing the presentation usually brings, uh, like Joy, this is Kelly, like Joy was saying, it brings handouts and, you know, so we're ending up with a whole collection of materials um, on six different topics by the end of the six-month period. Mm -hmm. And so far, I think that the, the classes have been very well done. They have been. Um, you know, they're not obviously all day things or even hour long things, but they're very in depth um, and I've, I've been real impressed with the materials that have been put together and, and the, the work that people are putting into these. So we seem to really be taking them seriously, which I think is why it's working. You know, nobody's going, oh, well, yeah, I got to talk about such and such tonight, and here's five sentences about it. <laughs> People are putting in a lot of time ahead of time, planning for it and getting prepared and uh, trying and succeeding in being very helpful to everyone else in the group. Yeah, Linda has even assigned some reading for her class coming up on endings. Mm -hmm. you know, so. Not really assigned it. She's just got some recommended reading. Yeah. Yeah. You know. One thing's like everybody here, we all fully acknowledge that we're nowhere near where we want to be and we all need a lot more training. Yeah, there's been some people that have come to our writing groups that we can tell they think they are already... know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We offer any advice it's like from, you know, is not needed because they are beyond yeah. us. Yeah. So none of us here think we are even remotely where we need to be, so we're all very eagerly looking forward to each of these classes. I think that's it. That was probably, that's why we stick together, so we're all trying to improve. Right. Right? I think that we've absolutely arrived and have successful author syndrome. Uh, like some people no. who have never published seem to have when they first come in. So I think that's one of the things that keeps us going. So, so do you share these classes with anyone outside your group? or I, I, I know the humblefictioncafe.blogspot.com, I know that website has quite a few little articles and, and, and tips. Have you ever thought about sharing some of that stuff on, on the websites? 
Well, not, not until you just mentioned it. We want to be careful because we don't want to we don't want to uh, you know plagiarize anybody's material because some of the, the material we're presenting has been gleaned from several different sources. But True. we could do links. We could do links. True. Site, site, site. And we're doing the classes at a at a home, so it's not like we just invite the public into into a home when we do these off. Very few of the people that do the presenting are anything they consider. Presenters. There's like a lot of us. It's like we can barely uh, hold our uh, nervousness together getting through them. So it's not like we want to share that part of it with anybody else. I'm surprised right. Victor's actually talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about it ahead of time. <laughs> so no, we haven't made that public, and we've tried to do some classes at the Barnes and Noble meetings, but you never know what kind of group you're going to get there. Um, you also so never know how loud it's going to be. Yeah, and then it's yeah. distracting, it's loud. And, um, we're, we're not in any kind of exclusive area. And there's people walking by looking for Emily Bronte, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little distracting trying to teach there. We've had, we've had a couple authors that we've talked to that, that, that uh, end up doing classes at the library and, um, and a couple other smaller venues uh, just, just to get the experience, but also to, to get the word out there as far as some of those resources. So. Um, it's always interesting to hear that groups are doing it because most groups just talk about writing and bring what they have, but, but you seem pretty organized, you seem pretty consistent, and you, you've bonded together as, the, as, this one, as this one unit who wants to, to, to write things together. Yeah, I think so that's been trial and error, though, because we did meet at a restaurant. Yeah. And I remember Chris and one night trying to read a, a section of a short story, and we could not hear her, and she was sitting less than a foot away. It was because the, the restaurant was that noisy and it wasn't working. So that's why I volunteered my home to do this six-month project because I knew we weren't going to get distracted. We could, it could be quiet and we could pay attention to what's going on. And if he thinks he's getting rid of us after six months. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we meant to negotiate with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> he served chocolate tonight and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's inspiration right there. You know, um, so the, one of the last questions I have for you all is, is about uh, advice that you would have for other writing groups. So far, you've given quite a bit of detail, and, and it's, it's all been very valuable. Um, but what general advice do you have for, for other writing groups looking to do the same things that, that you're doing now? I'd say look for a good fit. Yeah, and don't, don't give up. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't just go to one and think, well, that didn't work, and then quit. If you're in a large enough area, there's probably several and you could probably try out and be a part of it. It seems like I think Barnes & Noble nationwide does this. So and if you live next to one of those. I think the, the frequency of the meeting is also key, whether you're joining another writing group or you're trying to launch one of your own. I, uh, I think we became more of a cohesive group once we, were, we started meeting weekly as opposed to every other week, and I don't think we would hold together at all if we were only meet, meeting once a month. Um, I think meeting weekly, there's a short enough time between meetings that you still kind of feel the bond. And the other thing um, that really ties us together is our Yahoo group. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we started a Yahoo group where we're all able to post stories uh, to the files there to, to critique. We don't necessarily have to bring them to the live meeting. We have emails flying back and forth constantly. Um, and that way, if someone does miss a meeting, they're not out of the loop and disconnected. So I think some form of online communication 
is key to, yeah. to having a coherent group. Um, I think between that and the, the meeting frequency, those would be two things that I would look for in a writer's group. I think the level of commitment of this group of people to this group is key also. I think that that um, you make a decision that Tuesday night is when you're going to do this yeah. because you're committed to this group and you want to be with this group of people. I think commitment is very important. Well, we don't have a leader of this group. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> true too. I mean, we're all, we just meet and we just do whatever. I think if you have some of these groups where somebody thinks they're the leader and or they are the one that's going to uh, impart all the, the knowledge. knowledge on everybody else. I think that's going to be a turnoff to some people. If it comes to their group. Pretty good. Well, I, I appreciate your time. I, I think that's the last question I had in general about uh, about what you all do. Did, you, did anyone have anything to add to, to, to the conversation itself? Uh, in regard to that, Chris touched on it. Uh, I was tr we were trying to have a chairperson do the Barnes & Noble meeting. This is one of our group kind of try to have some kind of structure to it because sometimes it would get so nebulous and it would it would end up being just a bunch of people sitting around talking. It was more of a gossip or social meeting than a writer's meeting. So uh, I tried to chair those, but I knew I was only going to, do it, going to do it for a short time because I didn't want it to become my perspective on the group. So I think I chaired it for maybe a month. Yeah, yeah. And then I stepped down and said, okay, somebody else do it now, and no one else ever stepped up. <laughs> uh, we kind of decided that whole having a chairperson thing is not yeah, really yeah, for After us. what he did with it, we just <laughs> <laughs> One writing group I went to that I didn't like, I went to one meeting and I just hated it. The first thing they did was they sat down, everybody had to like write something for like 20 minutes. And that immediately just totally destroyed any sense of connecting to the other people. And you know, it wasn't anything about that. I, I would discourage, you know, anything like that where you write in the middle of a, a group meeting. We're not it's social. better yeah, to bring, bring it. And do, it's just, the, the conversation and the communication needs to stay yeah. constant during it. I think if you have that, then some people are, I don't like writing in a group setting. I would, if we started doing that, I'd leave. <laughs> so, so, so writing on demand doesn't work for you? No. <laughs> I got to percolate for a long time. Yeah. Well, we, we have to write on demand. So. <laughs> Well, very good. Well, I like, uh, want to make sure that, that I thank all of you, Gary, Kelly, Justin, Victor, Sue, Joy, and Cheryl. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, um, good luck with your future endeavors. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to try a little something different in this week's writing prompt. We ask you to, to write and think about an author who is struggling and what happens when they can't overcome their writing block. So think about it, post it here at storyinstitute.com or share it elsewhere, but write and enjoy. Well, that about wraps things up here at Story Institute's Rambling Verser. We hope you enjoyed this week's show. And in fact, we did receive a, a comment on, on iTunes. Uh, we're looking for more. Uh, we've gotten a couple via email and a couple of comments on our site. So feel free to, to, to join us there. Send us an email at ramblingverser at storyinstitute.com or give us a buzz at 615-713-1783. Thanks, and have a great week.